You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this morning. Thank you for your word that's about to go forth, my God. Thank you for the worship that we're able to come together and praise you together. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God. And Heavenly Father, we just submit ourselves unto you, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for everything that you have taught us and continue to teach us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the strength, my God, and your power to live it out and to walk it out in this life, Father God. Now, Father God, just let our hearts, Father, just rest in you this morning, Father. As, Father God, you bring forth your word this morning, Lord. We yield ourselves to you, Holy Spirit. And we ask you, Lord, as the word goes forth through my mouth, Father, that, Father God, in the name of Jesus, it will land on good ground, good soil, my God. That, Father, it could be watered and come forth and bring forth fruit, my God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So let's look at Psalm 131. We're going to look at verse 1 through 3. We're going to read through the whole thing, and I'm going to read another translation right after that. It says, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. I'm going to read this out of the Living Bible translation. It says here, Lord... I am not proud and haughty. I don't think myself better than others. I don't pretend to know it all. Oh, let's, can we stop there real quick? I'm going to read that again. Is that okay? I don't pretend to know it all. Keep that in mind, okay? I don't pretend to know it all. And don't put in your own line, I don't pretend I know it all. Just, you know, let that sit for a little bit. I am quiet now before the Lord, just as a child who is weaned from the breast. Yes, my begging has been stilled. O oh, Israel, you too should trust in the Lord now and always. Today's title of the message is, What Are You Occupied With Today? What are you occupied with? That is a message. Just a quick note here. This is another Psalm of Ascent. We read one a couple of weeks ago, how they would sing these Psalms on the way up to Jerusalem. And they would remind themselves of the comfort in God. It's known as a pilgrim song. One is, as one is just passing through. How many of us know that me and you are pilgrims today, just passing through? We're just passing through. And the great thing about passing through when you go on vacation, you go visit somewhere, you go to somebody's house, and you're just passing through, you don't have to deal with a lot of things that are going on there. You don't have to worry about the cleanup. Well, don't use that example today, guys. Not, not today. You don't have to worry about the city. You're just passing through. 
And how many of us know that in this life, we're just passing through? And we are not to get comfortable here because this is not our home. How many of us know today if our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ, our home is with to be with the Lord? And that the spirit inside of us cries out, Abba. That the spirit inside of us longs to be home with the Lord. Paul talks about that. And how many of us know today that that should be our desire? Is to be at home with the Lord. It's known as a Psalm of David. And how many of us know that King David lived some stuff? He went through some things. So this is a psalm of experience, a psalm of learning through it. So I pray today that as he learned through it, that we would be encouraged and also learn through it as well and be willing to receive this word as a teaching for ourselves today. And again, the title of the message is, What Are You Occupied With? We look at verse 1. He says, Oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up, and my eyes are not raised too high. When he says to be lifted up, he's saying, My heart is not prideful, and my eyes are not raised too high. Coming to a place that I don't know it all. Coming to a place of recognizing, man, through it all, I've realized I don't know it all. So therefore, my heart is not prideful. This is not something that comes natural to us. This is something we have to be willing to learn and be willing to mature in, and be willing to grow in. And he says, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. So he talks about not having a prideful heart. He talks about not raising his eyes too high. But then he goes into a place where he says, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Again, I say the title of the message is, what are you occupied with? Because the key to this message is where he says, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. You know, when I think of the word occupy, it reminds me of having to, you know, you go to a restaurant, you go to a place and, you know, we're human beings, we all need to use a restroom. And you go and all of a sudden there's a little sign right there and some of them, not all of them, I work with portable toilets, so... And the portable toilets, they got a little knob and it'll be green if it's open and red if it's, something, if it's busy. And you get over there, and all of a sudden, the thing is red. And what that's letting you know is that that restroom is occupied. In another sense, it's unavailable. 
It's in use. So therefore, you're not able to get in there. And you're dancing around. Because it's occupied. It's okay if you want to use that when you're at home later. Somebody knocks on the door. It's occupied. <laughs> it's occupied, Brother David. But he says, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. That word marvelous is beyond one's power, difficult to understand. How many of us have some things in our life today that are just too marvelous for us? It's just too difficult to understand. It's beyond our comprehension. It's beyond what is within our power to do or change, or at least looks like it is. But let me ask you a question. Even though that is the case, are you still allowing yourself to be occupied by it today? Because that's a very dangerous place when we allow ourselves in those circumstances to be occupied with it. Because how many of us know today that when you're occupied, what happens is, is now you're in use and you're unavailable. This is a man who learned not to occupy himself in such a place. Not to occupy himself with things that are too wonderful, too, too out there, so much of you can't even understand it. And let me tell you something, this is not a man who is saying that he doesn't care about it. All he is saying is he's coming to a place of not allowing himself to be occupied with it. Because there is a difference. And I'm going to ask today that you would start to allow your heart to open and that you may know today what is it that you are occupied with today. The word occupied goes a little bit further. It's to be engaged. It's to be reserved. How many of us know that if there's an area reserved for you, a chair, a place, that that place is already reserved for you? To be engaged in is to be occupied, to already be taken or to be in use or to be unavailable. Another way to look at it is occupied to be busy, busy with work. You're occupied, engaged, you're distracted by it. Nothing against work. Nothing against the things we have to do in life, but the problem is, are we occupied with it? Does it have us? Do we become unavailable? Are we always in use? There's a difference between being busy because being busy is just crowded with a bunch of things. I have that, I have this, and there's just a lot of things I got to get done. That's busy, crowded. But occupied is something that already has you. 
Something that keeps you. Something that keeps you unavailable. Something that already has you in use. A couple other words for occupy is to hold one's attention. What has your attention today? What has your focus today? Another way of looking at occupy is also to be put under a spell. Oh. What's got you under a spell today? Is it that man? Is it that woman? Is it that position? Is it that place? Is it that friendship? Is it that sin? What's got you under a spell today? What is lying to you? What has got your attention? What is holding you? What has made you unavailable and already has you in use today? What has grabbed your mind? What has grabbed your heart? What have you allowed to occupy your heart and your mind with today? To the place where God is speaking to you today, but you're looking and he comes and the sign says, Occupy. My thoughts are occupied, God, and I can't hear you. My heart is occupied today, Lord God, and I can't feel you. I can't see you, and I'm resisting you because it's already in use. It's unavailable, God. Because I've allowed everything of this world to occupy it. I've allowed the circumstance. I've allowed elections. I've allowed everything that is going on in our world. I allowed this virus to occupy my heart and my mind because I don't understand it. I don't know how to change it, but I've allowed it to occupy me to the place where I'm not even hearing from you or seeing you or looking to you because I'm too occupied. To take control of. Because when you go into that portable restroom, how many of you know that you took control of that portable restroom? Amen? Ain't nobody coming in here. You can shake it all you want. It's occupied. Well, that's what happens when we allow things to occupy our hearts and our minds. It takes control of you. An interest or to arouse or to influence you. What are you occupied with? What is influencing you today? What is arousing you today? What is interesting you today? What has got your attention today? What are you occupied with? The question today is, can I change that? Can I change that? I'll be honest, this week has been an interesting week. And though I saw the word, knew the word, was reading the word, I still had to learn the word. Because I contemplated Lord, what do you want to do about the service? It's going to be hot. Lord, what do we want to do? We could do it this way. We could do it that way. 
Lord, I could pre-record it and go on vacation. So many different things that I allowed to occupy my heart and my mind that it distracted me from just saying, Lord, you already placed in my heart what to do. So I'm just going to do it and trust you. And even into this morning, still struggled a little bit. Because how many of us know that this word is not just for you, it's for me as well. I had asked myself, and I got to ask myself continually, what am I occupying myself with? What am I occupied with? See, but this is something the psalmist learned. It's not to say that what we're occupied with is not real. It's real. There's real important stuff going on today. There are things that are going on in our world, in our homes, in our lives, in our jobs, and all around us. And again, it's not to say that we don't care about it, that we don't pray about it, that we don't, you know, allow God to use us through it. But what the psalmist is saying is, those things that are too high and lofty for me, those things that are too wonderful and marvelous for me, those things that are beyond my own understanding, those things that I have no control over, those things that I cannot stop, but that have weighed me down, those things I learned, I do not occupy myself with these, these too great and too marvelous. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. What a joy when me and you can get to a place today that we can say, I know this is going on, God. I know that there's a lot of things going on right now, God. But, Lord, I'm not going to occupy myself with that today. I'm not going to allow it to take control and take a hold of me today. I'm not going to allow what is going on in my mind and in my heart and in my body today to occupy me, Lord God. But I'm going to trust you, Lord God. I'm going to hope in you, Lord God. I'm going to realize, Lord God, those things are just too great and too marvelous for me, Lord God. And I'm just going to learn to believe in you, Lord God. Because how many of us know that it's not too great and marvelous for him? Because he is greater and more marvelous than anything else in this world. Anything else in this universe. He is wonderful. He is awesome. He is amazing. He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He is the Lord God Almighty. He has it all under control. So even though I don't, but he does. And we can have peace and rest today in that. Because it comes down to hoping and trusting in the Lord. And if we choose today to do this, let me tell you something. You don't have to occupy yourself with things too great and too lofty for you. As I said earlier, I'm not going to concern myself or occupy myself with worrying, Lord God, are we going to make it another 82 years? No, God, you brought us through that 82 years, God, and I'm going to believe you're going to take us all the way through unless you tarry until the day you come back, Lord. How many of you know that you can do the same in your life today? That you don't have to worry. You don't have to stay up at night wondering how is this going to turn out. That you can hope in the Lord today. 
that you can trust in the Lord today. But are you willing not to occupy yourself with things too great and too marvelous for you? It's Labor Day weekend. And many of us tomorrow have a day off of work. Amen? How many of you look forward to that day of rest? I do. But you know what's amazing? According to this word, we don't have to wait till Labor Day. We could already have that rest in Him if we choose not to occupy ourselves with things too great and marvelous for us. Because verse 2 says this, But I have calmed and quieted my soul. Lord, I'm not going to occupy myself with all these things that I don't understand. And I don't know what the outcome will be, Lord. But instead, I'm going to choose, I'm going to calm and quiet my soul. You know the beautiful thing about this word, calm? Or in some translation it says composed. It's really just to agree with. To agree with God. To agree with what he says. To be or to become like. To resemble. How many of us know that Jesus calmed and quieted his soul? Because he agreed with the will of God. David learned this as me and you are learning this today. Because if we're willing to agree with God, then we're also allowing God to transform us to be more like him. Last week we talked about you remind me of me. But how great and awesome it is when Jesus can look at me and you and say, you remind me of me. Oh, hallelujah to the Lord for that. Amen? That when the Lord sees you, he says, you remind me of me. And that's because of our faith in him today. But it's coming to agree with him. He says to be quieted, to be still, to be dumb, to be silent. That word dumb is just to be silent. How many of us just want to calm and quiet our soul today? I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would just allow your soul to be calm and quiet this morning. Whatever you've been occupying yourself with, just let it go. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Are you calm and quieted today? Are you in agreement that the Lord is great? As he goes on to say, like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. That word wean is to accustom a child or a young animal to find food other than its mother's milk. 
to lose the need to withdraw a person's affections, one's dependency from an object, habits of enjoyment. The question today is, what are you being weaned from today? What are you willing to be weaned from today that you have occupied yourself with so many days and so many years, so many months, so many hours, so many seconds of your day? What are you willing to be weaned from today? Because that's where the maturity comes in. You know, there's an old, well, the NBC slogan, right? The more you know. The more you know. Well, you know, it's a little different in the Lord because it's a matter of the less you realize you know. It really comes down to that. Realizing I don't know everything, but that's okay. Because God, I know you're in control and you know all things. It's that maturity of being willing to let go of what has occupied us and continues to occupy us today. But as you let go and allow yourself to be weaned from what you've been occupied with, just as a child in his mother's arms or her mother's arms, there is a comfort, there is a joy, there is a peace because that child knows that it's in the arms of its mother. And just know that whenever you allow yourself to be weaned, what you've been occupied with, you are in the arms of the Father. And you can be calm and quieted in Him. You can be still in Him. And you can trust in Him. Because He goes on in verse 3 to say, O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. This is how we do this. We hope in the Lord. That word hope is to wait, to expect. How many of you are waiting today? How many of you today are expecting today? And how many of us know that the Bible says that they that wait, they that hope upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles and they shall run and not grow weary and they shall walk and not be faint. This is our joy today. So I ask the question again. What are you occupied with today? And whatever it may be, hope in the Lord. Choose to allow your spirit to be calm and quieted and allow him to remove those things that you have been occupied with and fill you with his hope, his joy, his peace, his comfort as we wait in expectation for all that he has done. Who would ever imagine that in order to save man, to save all humanity, that God would send his only begotten son to die for us. All those before Jesus would have never imagined, God, how will you save your people? 
They could have worried about that the rest of their lives. But just like me and you, they had a hope in the Lord. And through it all, God was faithful in that hope. And we're still in that hope today because how many of us know that our Lord Jesus is coming back and his return is soon. So let us continue. Let us not occupy ourselves with things too great and too marvelous for us. But let us hope in the Lord this morning. Amen. And like I said before, it doesn't mean we don't care about it. Doesn't mean we don't care for those people, we don't care for our family, we don't care about our jobs, no. Just don't allow it to occupy you to the place where you become in use and unavailable to God. And for what he wants to speak to you, what he wants to do in your life, how he wants to use you, and how he wants to display his glory through your life. Praise the Lord. We're going to prepare to take communion this morning. Amen. And I'm going to ask David and Andrea, they're going to come on up and lead us in a song this morning. And they're going to pass out the communion to you right now through this time. And I'm just going to ask that as this song is, is sang this morning, that you would just take this time and calm and quiet your soul and the finished work that Christ has done for me and you today, because that's what we're doing in this communion. We're remembering what Christ did for us. All you at home today, we pray that you're taking communion with us today. It's first Sunday of the month. I know we didn't announce it, but we do it every first Sunday. Amen. So praise the Lord. We'll give you some time right now. Thank you, Lord, for that rugged cross this morning. Amen. It was that rugged cross that was just too high and lofty for us even to understand. But we believe it today. And because of what was done on that cross for me and you today, and what was done for all those today who choose to put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and to repent of their sins and to acknowledge all that he has done for them and that love that he has for them today, that's the peace. That's the joy. As we do this in remembrance today, we can calm and quiet our soul this morning. We can be still and know, Lord, you did this for me. And no matter what I have occupied myself with, no matter what I've allowed to occupy my mind and my heart, no matter the concerns that have gone far beyond what I could even imagine, Lord, but Father, they have weighed me down, Lord, but no matter how much that is, Lord God, I know that you are greater. And I know that you're faithful to bring me through. Because today we're remembering, as we do every day. But see, he commanded us to take this in remembrance of him and all that he did for the body that was broken for us, for the blood that was shed for us, for our sins. And that is why today, me and you do not need to occupy ourselves with things that are too great and too marvelous for us today. It's because we could have the peace in the Lord knowing, but God, I thank you that I belong to you because my faith is still in you today, Lord Jesus. So today I ask you, repent. Come back to the Lord. 
whatever has had you in use, made you unavailable, realize it, acknowledge it, confess it, and give it to the Lord. And then allow the Lord to lead you and guide you in His wisdom and truth on what your part and what you need to do. Whether it's in your marriage, in your family, your kids, your grandkids, whether it's in your household, your job, in church, serving God, whatever capacity it may be, let Him lead you and guide you. Let Him teach you. Let Him instruct you. So therefore our hearts are not occupied with anything else but Him. His Spirit, His love, His mercy, His grace, His Holy Spirit. Trust the Lord. Know that He is in control. If you have a child today or a grandchild or an aunt, a niece, a nephew, a parent, a spouse, co-worker, a family member, no matter who it may be today. Don't allow where they're at today to occupy you from still continuing to believe and know. But God, I know you're faithful, that they'll know you. I know you're still able to reach them, God. Don't allow what they say or how they think or how they act to occupy you so much that you forget how God was able to save you and me. How God was able to intervene on, your, on our behalf in our lives. How God was able to make himself known to me and you. Just know that God is able to do the same and that person that is occupying your heart today and continue to hope in the Lord. And in that, you can calm and quiet your soul in Him today. Father, we thank you for this bread this morning. We thank you for the body that was given for us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that that body took our punishment took that beating, Lord, took that ripping of the skin, Lord, took that ripping of the beard, took them nails, God, took that crown of thorns, my God, upon your head. You took it all for us, Lord. But as your word says, yet not one of your bones was broken. We thank you for that today, my God. And Lord, today we remember this today together. And we have peace and comfort today, Lord, knowing, my God, that you took this for us, but not only for us, but for the world, my God. And Lord, we take this today, Lord, in that calmness and that quietness of our soul, thanking you as we remember the body that was given for us. Take and eat. The Word of God says that there is life in the blood. And how many of us know today that we have life because of the blood of Jesus? 
because in him we have eternal life. We have an abundant life. We have a full, whole life today in him. And it's because of that blood that was shed. So let's not waste that life in occupying ourselves that are with things that are too great and too marvelous for us. But let us occupy ourselves in him in the abundant life that he has given us and that shed blood for us this morning. Father, we thank you this morning for the blood that we shed. We thank you for the life that was given to us through this blood, my God. This blood, the blood that not just covered, but washed away our sins, my God. And Father God, today in the name of Jesus, we do this in remembrance, Lord Jesus, of all that you have done for us, Lord. And we thank you for that life that we have in you today, my God. We thank you this morning, Lord, and we take and drink in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take and drink. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a shout. Give him some praise this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, this morning. I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you guys all for joining us online this morning. We pray that you have a great, wonderful Labor Day weekend. You know what? But don't wait till tomorrow. Start to rest and quiet your soul in him today. Amen. And let us continue to do the work of the Lord as we occupy ourselves with him. Amen. So, Father, this morning we just thank you. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor. Father, you know our hearts this morning, my God. You know all the prayer requests, my God, and those things that are heavy upon our heart this morning, my God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, Father, in many areas we have allowed those things to occupy us, my God, to a place where, Father God, we have lost hope. We have become tired. We have become weary, my God, because, Lord, we just don't see an end to it. Father God, we, it keeps piling on, my God. But, Father, thank you for reminding us today, Lord, not to occupy ourselves with things that are too lofty and too marvelous for us, too great for us, my God. But, Lord, that we can calm and quiet our soul today, my God. And, Father, that we can grow and mature, Lord God. And, Father God, Lord, as we are weaned from those things, but in the comfort of your arms, my God. But, Lord, as we learn to continue to hope, to wait, to expect, and to know that all things are possible for you, Lord God. And there is nothing too hard for you, Lord God. You are able, my God. And Father, you are the life. And in the name of Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus today, my God. So we thank you this morning, my God, that we could have joy. We could have your peace. And Lord, we declare today in the calmness, in the quiet place, in the stillness, in the resting of knowing, my God, you are great. You are in control, my God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up all these prayer requests to you this morning. And we do it in hope and expectancy. And as we wait upon you, we thank you, Father God, that you are our strength. You are peace, you are joy, you are comfort, my God, and you are wisdom and guidance and direction and power that we need, my God, as we continue, Father, to follow you. We love you, we praise you, and we bless you this morning, my God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. We are dismissed this morning. Have a blessed day. Stay cool.
and just have a great day today. Amen. God bless you. Wednesday, we will have Bible study uh, live streamed again and prayer on Friday night. We are still in the book of 2 Corinthians, so we encourage you to pray along with us. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And next Sunday, we will resume our morning prayer, the word in the, in the morning, and we will be starting the book of Ezra chapter 8. Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed this morning.